Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Monacana. Uh played for Preston from 2012 to around 2014. Um, currently playing overseas now, back in London. Jeff, uh, thanks very much for joining me. Really appreciate you giving me the time. Yeah, we'll just we'll just talk a little bit about your career. Obviously, your yeah. time at North End. Yeah, uh, got a few questions for you as well. Yeah, but obviously, born in London, um, joined Arsenal as a kid. Was it a club you supported? Yeah. Um, the crazy thing, no, not really, because I joined so young. So I was playing in a, an area called Broadwater Farm, and. Uh, like I didn't know nothing about like academies or anything like that. I was just playing. I think I was like eight at the seven at the time. I was like seven, and then um, the guy Clasford, he was always he was like big in the area in um, Tottenham, and uh, um, like a lot of boys were there just playing. And and one day he was just like, "Oh, I'm taking you to to Arsenal." And I was thinking, Arsenal, like, <laughs> like what do you mean by that? Like I don't, I didn't know nothing about it. So he spoke to my dad and we ended up going to um, the Hayland. Yeah. And uh, again, I just still didn't think it was Arsenal, didn't know anything. Obviously, I was eight. so Just one of them where you're just a kid enjoying football. Yeah, basically, basically. I think uh, it was only when we played at Highbury um, because you start your country, you start like, starts getting, not serious, but they sign you on to the academy from nine. So we played at Highbury and that's when it was like, yeah, we want to take you on. So that's when I knew, okay, like maybe this is real. Like <laughs> I never knew it was real. So yeah. yeah. So I guess then my next question was about sort of, obviously you're a young lad going into a quote unquote big club. Um, and whether or not you were you were going in sort of feeling pressure, but I guess you you probably didn't really feel that much pressure at that point, did you? It was tough because it's a tough one because at Arsenal you go on tours, so when you're going on tours, like we was going on tours from ten, I think from like ten. So I would see like the players older than me, like Jack Wilshire, Sanchez, Jay Thomas, Benick all them lot, they'll be winning stuff and stuff like that. So in my head now, I'm now thinking, oh, I need to start. I want to win something as well. Like, I've seen all these guys come back with like the big trophies and stuff. So when we would go, um, that would only, that would probably be the only type of pressure that you would put on yourself in terms of you want to win. Um, and it was only until like maybe, um, like there is kind of like a hierarchy in academy like in your team so um 
at the time I was like on like one of the highest on the hierarchy. So there was more kind of expected from me when we would go on these tours and stuff like that. But yeah, that was pretty much the only type of pressure, only when we went on tours. Yeah, yeah. When you say tours, I assume you mean like you're not going overseas to like Europe yeah. or America. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought I had, um, I don't know if you know him, I had Ben Pearson on a couple of summers ago. Um, oh. He's at Bournemouth now. Well, he's he's been on loan at Stoke, but he's contracted yeah. to Bournemouth and he came through United's Academy. Mm-hmm. And he said that for him, it was like moving into digs. They they put him in a different school. Okay. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Arsenal yeah. sending ten year olds on tours around the world yeah. is like that's nuts. Yeah, so he was going like I think my age group was pretty good as well. We kept going far, so we would go to like um like Belgium, Spain, America, uh, Italy. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much just everywhere everywhere so like that's when for me like I already kind of knew the because I'm facing like a lot of the guys that have made it pro like Lukaku and all these guys I'm seeing them at 10 11 so I'm I already kind of I already like we mostly all of us kind of knew what was out there um and I think that's the reason why Arsenal do it so they can see what's out there because from tours the tours that we went that's where Serge Nabry came from so yeah yeah that's why they kind of do it. So it's kind of like tactical, but yeah, it's. I think it's more for a scouting and also to see how your academy matches up against some of the best academies in the world. Yeah, makes sense. I yeah. guess it ticks ticks a few boxes for Arsenal yeah. as a club, doesn't it? It's Spreads their name and, and all that sort of stuff. But I guess gives you boys a bit of a an experience that you'll otherwise probably never get. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. So I think it's always like a good experience to match yourself up and see if like it's funny because like you would go into these um you would go into these like tournaments and you would see other kids and you'd be like let's say you'd see like Barcelona for instance and you're like, Oh my god, it's it's Barcelona. Like you're looking at them like it's messy walking through. But then again, they're looking at you the exact same way. But um that's when it's funny, like we'll get into it, but that's when like um I was always have I was always like super anxious, like super anxious, sometimes so anxious I couldn't perform. It was crazy. Really? It got to you sort of like Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I did like at the time I didn't really know what it was, but it was yeah. like um I just I don't know, it was weird. Like I just couldn't perform um all the time, unless like let's say if I was like super anxious, I'd go to my dad and my dad's super old school. So he would like be shouting and screaming like, hey, da, 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 like. <laughs> yeah, well, I think me and you are a similar age. So yeah. I guess I mean, I, yeah. I'm awful at football, but my, my dad <laughs> in primary school was always the same. I remember him. He um, he used to say to me after games when I was in like year five and year six, he'd be like, "Don't wait for the ball to come to you, move to the ball." Yeah. And in my head, I was I was like, "But someone's passing me the ball. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have to move to it." But yeah, I guess that's I why. I, was I guess like, that's why I'm interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, I was quite big for a kid, but like when I used to see like some defenders, and I used to play out front when I was like from like nine till. When did Liam move me? Nine till like 14. I played up front. And um, 
Like when a defender was massive, like it was so weird because the defender would probably be my size. But to me, I would be scared. And my dad would go mental when he saw that. I would run away. I would run to the right. That's how I kind of moved to the right because I was running away from defenders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, was So I guess in a way then you, you probably did feel a bit of pressure, didn't you? Um, but not in as specific a way as calling it pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Different type. Um, Different would you say it's maybe pressure that you put on yourself? Uh, yeah, I would say because obviously I knew um, from nine, I kind of knew like, okay, you play against everyone. You don't play against like, so at the time at Arsenal, you only played against Southern academies. And I knew coming up against them, I was one of the best. So when you're going into certain games, you're now like everyone, it, everyone kind of knows that, okay, this guy, this kid is seen as one of the best. So we're expecting to see something. Obviously there was others in the team as well. Um, but I knew like I was always like one of the best. So there was that type of pressure where I knew I had to keep performing. Yeah. Had you set yourself any kind of like, contract goals in terms of like I wanna wanna make it up to the like the under twenties, under twenty threes or make oh, it to the um, first team or does it go back to that whole when you were eight or nine and you were first signed and you you were just a kid enjoying football and you just wanted to carry on enjoying football? Yeah. At the time again, like um going from again, I was at Arsenal from eight. So it was kind of all I knew. So I always wanted just to like at the time my dream was like I remember going to my first game at Highbury just watching and like seeing like Henri and stuff like that and I was like oh man I really need to I need to play with these guys like um he's pretty he's pretty much the only person I've ever been starstruck of like that was literally my like especially in Tottenham like back in the days like every single kid had Henri 14 like everyone I, I supported at the time, it's funny because I supported Man United. I don't know, I don't know where it came from, but I supported Man United. And but as soon as like when I turned nine, and I see and I saw Henri, that was it. Like, and it was just it was more sort of kids because every kid had Henri fourteen long socks. Everyone. So, um, like just seeing that, I was like, yeah, I really want to play with him. And I, like even though I knew <laughs> by the time I got to that age, he'd probably be done. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, um, it only really gets serious around 13, 14. That's when you start thinking, okay, like, what can I do? Yeah. And thankfully, Liam Brady gave me a four-year deal at 14. So Yeah, I was going to say that. Is, yeah. that. is that quite an early age to get such a lengthy yeah. contract? Yeah. So that's, it, yeah, that it's not really normal for that to happen. Um, uh, thankfully, I was doing well them, uh, them times and, um that's when Liam Liam Brady he was the one that was telling me he felt like um I was playing up front but I kept drifting to the right and crossing the ball in and he was like well I've never seen he felt like yeah I've never really seen this type of um your delivery is very good like him being a winger as well he kind of knew what he was looking at and that's when he was like you know what I want you to move to the right 
Um, I think you can have a career in that way. And also, I want to give you a four-year deal. So you're here for the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, I guess that's sort of goal number one ticked yeah. off then at that point, yeah. isn't it? Um, and having someone who's played, I think he played like quite a lot of games for Arsenal, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah, um, scary guy. But did he play? Did he play for um, one of the Milan clubs or or Juve? Yeah, I think it was Juve. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I know because yeah. when we went Italy, he was like when we went on the tours to Italy, he was like. Oh, the 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 way that they treated him out there was crazy. Like a god. Yeah, yeah, it was it was literally crazy. I never knew again because I was because you see because I see him all the time. Yeah, you wouldn't think of him like that. Obviously, He's just a normal bloke to you, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah but no, like he was scary. I can't. <laughs> like, he, he's he's gave he's given me a few rollickings. Uh, I tell you that, but um. Um, especially in Italy when I got set because like Italy there's a tournament in Italy that like he always wants to win and um, um, this was actually the first time where I felt that that type of pressure Did, that the only one time was this time and um, we went on tour in Italy and we was playing um, oh, who was we playing we was playing one of the, I think maybe Atalanta or one of them academies and before the game he's pulled me and he was like um, listen, uh, if you're on it today, we win. The game plan is we'll get you the ball, go down the line, pull it in the box, everyone get in the box. That's the game plan. He's like, I'm trusting you, Jeff. This is what I gave you your four year for, blah, 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 this, this, that. So I'm like, okay, 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 okay. In minute one, I, I got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> what for? <laughs> Oh my god, it's, it's so bad as well. So, I was just, I was so anxious, so nervous. Like, I've got the ball, and like the Italian style, a lot of them are such divers. So, I've tried to go past the left back, and like, he's we kind of like tangled, uh, our legs are kind of tangled, and like, he's like fell on me, like, like screaming, falling on me. So, I'm like, as he's fell on me. I'm like, what are you doing? And I've just punched him. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. I was just like, oh my God. Had he fallen on you then? He's fallen on me. Yeah. So like, I don't know where this came from. I got sent off in a minute. Oh, man. Liam went mental. Oh, my days. Yeah. So we played and so we, we managed to get through. And then, uh, so I was suspended. We managed to get through. Then we had to play Inter Milan to get to the semi-final. So Liam's again come to, uh, um, he's come to my whole, uh, my room. And he's like, Jeff, look, I'm bringing you back. Come on, you know what you need to do. Come on, with you, we can win it. This, this, that. And um, played, I played so bad. I was shocking. <laughs> we ended up losing I didn't hear from him for weeks. <laughs> was this was this just after you'd signed you for four year as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so it was it was it was crazy because like um, at the time I just lost my dad. So, um, like when I used to go on tours and I was like super anxious, I would always go to him and like he'd be able to like ease me down and be like talk. So that was like the first kind of tournament where 
I felt like that, but I had nowhere really to turn. So I had to like, that's where like, maybe it was, it, it's like, I don't know, it's a weird one because then it kind of taught me, I knew like, okay, I'm here kind of by myself. I need to learn how to, uh, when when a team is, and a manager is is relying on you to perform, how to mentally get into that zone. Yeah, I guess that's probably quite tough, isn't it, for what, 14, 15 you would have been and yeah. dealing with the, the loss of your dad and being overseas and in, in a position where, like you say, normally you would have him to turn to. And yeah, it's probably not something that many people have been sort of exposed to. So I can't imagine it. It was an, an easy time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was super weird. It was it was yeah, it was very, very weird. And maybe that played a part into yeah. me acting out and stuff like that. But yeah, I think yeah, that was like I would say the turning point where obviously now I was going into uh, your scholarship years. So then I started to like, I knew like, okay, I need to find ways how to deal with this and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I, I guess you must have found a way to deal with it because um, 28, not 2018, 2012 year, moved up to Preston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just before we come on to that, are there are there any sort of players from your age group in your time at Arsenal that have gone on to have reasonable careers as well um so in and around uh it was because uh, i was playing i was playing like i would play my age group and i would play up sometimes and i would play the, the two years up as well so i was kind of spread across three age groups so in those three there was like um sanchez uh sanchez Watt, jack Wilshaw, jay thomas craig eastman Bennett Kofobi, Chuksaniki, Serge Nabry, Hector, Bellerin. Uh you were you at North End when Chucks came? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's kinda how I came in. Cause he did he come before you? Yeah, so so he came so basically what happened was um my agents come to me when I was um I remember the first so was it my second year? Yeah, my second year as a scholar, my agents come to me at the start of the season. We played preseason against Leicester. And I remember, I think I scored two. And he was like, Jeff, I honestly think you should leave Arsenal and go try and get first team football now. And I was looking at him like, no chance. Like, I've, this is all I know. Like, like honestly, I wanted to leave him when he was saying that. Like, I was like, what, what type of talk is this? Uh, <laughs> So it wasn't until a couple months after I started seeing Chooks go on loan. And obviously me and Chooks were pretty close. I was seeing Bennett go, Bennett went Huddersfield. That's when I started to kind of be exposed into like what it was like. I was asking them questions and um, Chooks went on loan to Preston. And um, I spoke with my agent and I was like, you know what, maybe I can, I'm seeing Chooks. I think Reese Murphy was there as well. Reese Murphy was on loan as well. Yeah, that rings a bell. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can like see if I can go up there and, and so on and so forth. And we spoke with Liam to his he yeah, he was he didn't like it, but like I, I thank him for letting me be able to go and 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 see what I can do. And um 
um, I went up, I went up to Preston when Chooks was here, and yeah, pretty much like uh, I trained with them. That was like my first proper because I was going from youth team straight to first team, pretty much like training. Like at Arsenal, it was like it's so distance. Like the like, oh God, it's it's weird. It's like from eighteen downwards, you don't see the first team at all. Like there's no interaction. Nothing like maybe when you go out, it like it depends. Like sometimes you would like a little bit, but it's hardly any interaction. So going from that into Preston, where like I, I had to kind of learn, like okay, like you. I remember I called Graham. I said I remember I called the gaffer Graham for the first time, and he went. He was like, "What? Like I didn't know that you called a gaffer gaffer." Stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it was that adjustment. So obviously, you've spoken to Chucks. How were you then at that point? Like, right, I want to go to Preston, or was there already an interest from the club? Uh, no, there was no interest from the club. It was literally because of Chucks. So I went to, uh, I came up there, and um, I think at that time Preston were going through a weird stage. Like um, and yeah, I even see it for myself. I was like, "This a is this a first team?" I was like, "Surely not. This can't be." Because it was just it was toxic in there. When when you joined, I didn't join at that time. I was just training. Oh, so with this right? Okay, I'm with you. So this is when you and this would have been before Graham Wesley got rid of all the yeah. Like, yeah, it got so rid of like was, Neil Meller and yeah. Ian Hume and yeah, all cootsy. All yeah, yeah. So I was seeing that, and I was just like, "This can't be like some of the stuff I was seeing." Just like how, again, like you could pretty much say, "How can I say it?" Did I say that? Yeah, I could. I could say it. Like the players basically down tools. So yeah. that was the I think. Time. Don't worry. I think that's widely. Yeah, widely yeah, known yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, they just didn't like uh, the gaffer. So yeah, um, yeah. So there was was Clark Carlisle there when you joined, or when you were training? Sorry, I think so. I think so. Yeah. There's a story that's done the rounds um, that when Graham Wesley was appointed, mm-hmm. he got all the players in um, one of the rooms at Deepdale, one of the suites at Deepdale, mm-hmm. and came in and obviously introduced himself as medal winner. <laughs> the um I think the story goes that Clark Carlisle was like, fuck this guy, we're off, kind of thing. Like, come on, lads. And no I think way. from that point, they that was when they all were like the down tools and Yeah, that it yeah, it was cr- like like, it, like for me coming from Arsenal where from eight till eighteen, Arsenal Wenger's been the manager. I've never known of players down in tools I've never seen it like I've never seen like even, like sometimes when I used to see like Adebayor and Abui who I was uh, friendly with and so on and so forth like they would always be happy and speak up of the manager and want to do their best and like the, the it wasn't toxic at all like I didn't know what a toxic place was so that was like a very big eye opener so what what was it then that made you want to come to North End? Because there doesn't you know, sound like there was a lot there that 
that is very appealing, other than the, think, the opportunity of first-team football. Yeah, I think Chuck's being there was a massive, um, massive part because I felt so at home, basically, with him there. So, like, and it was... It, the weirdest thing was, like... Um, um, I just, I don't know, like we always used to do like 11 v 11s and I just felt free. So I was just like, I was just looking around. I remember I seen Danny Mayer um, and he was doing well at the time. And um, like in training, I would see him like, like so, sometimes he would run past people, sometimes then he would chill off a bit. Then he would do it again. Then he would relax again. Then I'll, uh, I wouldn't go to the game come back on Monday, everyone's like, oh, Danny Mayer had a weldie. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, so then I would go into training and I would try and match myself up against him. And when I started seeing, hey, like, I'm, I'm replicating what he's doing in training, that's when it was starting to make me think, okay, maybe I can play in this place. It was kind of like that. I didn't know. Again, I didn't know. But I think seeing them type of things, and there were some good players there. Like I remember Coots, Coots, he was one. I remember him a lot because I was like, yeah, this guy, he's good. You know? like, I didn't know him before. Like It was funny yeah. because I didn't know nothing about Preston at the time. Like Before I came, I didn't know where it was. I never, ever seen Preston play nothing. Like I never looked at the Championship, League One, Nothing. I didn't know yeah. nothing about nothing. All I knew was premiership. That was it. So um, when I came, it was just an eye opener in all sense of the way. I was just like, okay, like who's this? Like, okay, what? Uh, I didn't know nothing. So just learning. Um, I guess to learn. coming in with no knowledge probably isn't a bad thing either. Probably the best. Because <laughs> I suspect it was if you'd have known. Mm hmm. You might have been yeah. like, mm, yeah, I'll maybe give this one a mess. Yeah, no, I would even say that. I would even say that. I think it was more. If I would have known, maybe I wouldn't have uh, perform trained or performed how I trained because I would have had. I know me at the time mentally, I wasn't the strongest. You know what I mean? So because I was so naive to everything, it was perfect. I was able just to be a kid and just play freely and enjoy myself. Whereas they wasn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you. Play football. I'm like, I guess it's like everyone's um, like, if you, especially if you love playing football, you would love it if you're just able just to play and have fun. And it was Chuck's there. So we're just having fun up North. Just, yeah. You know I mean, kids just having fun. Doing what you two know. Yeah. Done, yeah, yeah. Done for years already. What, mm -hmm. What sort of made the move happen then from you essentially being on trial to... So basically, I remember we played... I remember I played... Uh, there was like a reserve game or something like that at Deepdale. And this was my first time being at Deepdale. And I remember coming out and I was... I see the stadium and I was just like, oh man, this is... Like, this is when... It's funny because like I had a dream of playing for Arsenal. And then that dream quickly changed to playing for Preston, like just by seeing deep though. I was just like, like big pitch, like, you know, the big, like big stage. I remember looking up like, oh man, like, oh, imagine like playing here, like 
I, I, that's all I was thinking. And um, I ended up playing the reserve game, played well. And Graham Wesley after was just like, I remember we had a, uh, he took me into his office and uh, he was just like, um, look, what do you want to do next season? Because I want you here. And I said, look, I remember, I think I even broke down to him. I was so hungry. I said, listen, I want to play. Like, don't sign me if I'm not going to play. I want to play here. And I broke down. I was crying to him, like, I want to play here. And he was just like, I think I was just so hungry at that time. Like, I really, after playing at that stadium, I was just like, I need to, I need to play here. And obviously, after that talk, I must have went to Olympiagos. So, Olympiagos wanted me as well. So, I went out there and um, I spoke with my agent and I was just like, obviously, it was like a, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to sign for Olympiagos or do you want to sign at Preston? And I was just like, no, nah, I need to, this, I need to, I need to play for Preston. So, we ended up getting it all wrapped up and then, yeah. What, what was your first impressions of Graham? Because obviously, with with hindsight and the stories that have done the rounds, everyone knows <laughs> knows what he's like. He was like, do you know what? It's funny because I've seen different types of Graham types of managers all through my career. After him, there's there's so many different types. He's like a man. He's like he was like I knew. At the time, okay, let me just talk about from the time. So at the time, I was just like, I didn't, I didn't look at him as anything really at the time, because again, I'm coming from, I'm just seeing like, it's, it's crazy to say, but I'm seeing also Wenger as my as my manager of my club, and then I'm coming across and I'm seeing Graham Wesley, so like, it's it's hard to like. I didn't see him as like, I didn't know who he was. I never, I didn't know nothing about him initially. Um, when I started training and so on, I saw like he motivated me a lot. Like he was always that like, kind of on my back, motivating me. I remember um, I didn't even know his name. This is how crazy it was. So I said, we was running around and Chuck said to me, I was like, hey, Chuck, um, what's, the, what's the manager's name? And he said something like, <laughs> He said something like Barry or something like that. So I'm running around chasing him saying, Barry, Barry, Barry. So like the whole team's looking back like, what the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, thankfully, oh man, if he would have noticed that, oh my days, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> so um, I finally, so so like, I think, uh, so obviously when I found that Chuck Chooks was like laughing his head off and so on, so um, then I found out his name was Graham, Graham. But obviously, every manager goes as Gaffer. So I must have seen him in the, I see him when I was coming into training. And I was like, you're right, Graham? He was like, what? He put me in the corner, started giving me like body blows, like, call me Gaffer. Like... <laughs> basically beating you up for calling yeah, him his basically, name. Basically, basically. So... <laughs> Was like, oh, what the hell? So obviously all the boys they were laughing their head off. So that's when I knew, like, yeah, this guy's different. So yeah, um, yeah, that's I just knew that he was like definitely different, but he was like more so a motivator. 
Like he 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 was definitely on like the motivating on the banter, but he was serious as well. So that's what my first initial of him. So I guess him being the kind of manager to to get you doing a headstand probably wouldn't have taken you by <laughs> by surprise. Um, I had Jack Jack King and Scott Laird both said to ask you about when you were made to do a, a headstand against the wall while the rest of them were in a circle doing yeah. setups or something. The craziest thing was like, uh, um, how, why that even happened? So, uh, I rem- like I didn't. Do you know it's so crazy? I forgot about that. I remember you told me to listen to what they said, and I was like, I even forgot about that because he's he's made me do some crazy things. But I remember why that happened. So basically, um, in training, uh, um, it was Nicky Rowe and. Uh, Nicky Roll basically gave no, yeah. Nicky Roll had the ball and Nicky Roll's basically scissored me. Like challenge scissor. And while he was getting up, he was like, You've been Shrewsbreed. Thinking, what? Like, I didn't say anything though. I just held my tongue, didn't say anything, right? So we were playing like a five-old game. And I think he was like the magic man or something like that. I can't remember. But um, it was basically like a two, it was like a zone game. So in different zones you can take different amount of touches so i happen to be in a zone where you can only take two so i've now taken my second touch so i can't really move with the ball and i'm looking around like and then i think roey must have come and said move it faster and like ran off so i'm thinking i'm like if this guy says anything again like i can see me flipping so um i think i've done something again and I've heard him just like say something and I just lost it. He's he, he's he said something and ran away and he's run to go get the ball. And I've chased him and booted him. Basically, <laughs> I booted him onto the floor. So uh and stood and basically like stood over him. So uh Graham Wesley was like, ah, yes. everyone stopping. He's like, get in, get in. So obviously we had a game on the weekend, and Rowie at that time was on fire. Like he was, yeah, he had a he had a really good spell for yeah, him, yeah. It? He was on fire, so he was like um, our go-to guy in goals. So he was like, "How can you do that to our goal scorer?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry." Like, obviously, I've calmed down now. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm so sorry." This that he's like, "They said, do you want to play on Saturday?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right. First of all, go tell Rowie you're sorry." So I went to him and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then he said, "All right, now do a headstand." <laughs> and basically that's how that came about <laughs> oh, that's just nuts so well, how long were you doing a headstand for oh not long not long I could, right, I'm, I don't know how I think like maybe like one second I could have stayed right. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't anything too crazy did you play on, on the Saturday as well yeah I played I played, yeah, played. Yeah. Yeah. worth it then yeah 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 definitely worth it <laughs> <laughs> maybe not for Rowie he was fuming like um, he was you be with that. So was there was there another another time in training when you got sent off as well? Uh well, I didn't get sent off, but me and Dino had it out. So like the Dino Dino Mamrea, the assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He used to get involved in the fivals and like he used to play up front, but he was the biggest moaner ever. So um, we're we're losing now, and he's like screaming at me to give him the ball, and he was like, "Hey, yo, 
your effing sh- this, your that, your that, just just battering me while we're playing. And I'm just like, just just like basically just like whatever, whatever, just whatever, just keep on going. I just kept going, but I'm hearing him just bickering and bickering and bickering and bickering. So we've ended up losing now. And obviously the other team, they're like celebrating, like, hey, everyone's celebrating. And obviously I'm like, I'm walking off like, oh, damn, like, obviously you're not happy you lost. And Dino just kept on going. So I've got the ball. I said, I had enough. I did, just, just picked up the ball and bashed it out the training ground. So he was like, all right, yeah, that's it. 90 second run. I walked the run. So I didn't run. I walked <laughs> it. So, uh, <laughs> so there was a game on Saturday. So Wesley wasn't, uh, Graham Wesley wasn't at training this time. So um, he's come in now. Obviously, Dino's told him what happened. Like, oh, Jeff, da 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 da, and obviously I explained my part, but obviously again, of course, uh, Real Messi's never going against Dino, so it was they was waiting for me now. They were like, okay, obviously I had to play on Saturday, so they were like they could they felt like they couldn't drop me, but they were like, if this guy plays bad, oh my, we are giving it to him. So we ended up playing Berry, and I had an absolute. St- Dinker. We won though, bearing in mind. So we won, but I played so bad. So on the Monday, normally when you win, like you're not having video or anything like that. So he was like, hey, there's a meeting upstairs. So, I'm, so everyone's thinking, like, what's this meeting about? He's put on like the projector, like big. Boy, there was like for 45 minutes, they basically showed every single touch and they were like, shit, shit. What was that? Shit, shit, <laughs> shit. What, just your touches? Just my touches. Everything I did bad. In front that. of everyone? In front of everyone. Battered Jesus. <laughs> Battered me. I was like, I searched you at a moment, my eyes turned glass. Like, I've Fuck never yeah. been that, like, it was crazy. And um, I got dropped the next game. And I think after that, me and Dino, I just apologised to Gino. And yeah, we, we made up after that. And everything was back to normal. Yeah, I've heard he was a bit of a nutter. Um, yeah. But he's done all right at Burton yeah, last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I was funny. I didn't know that he was at Burton, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was... Um, who was the manager when he was assistant? Was it Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank? I think I think he was Jimmy's assistant oh. and then Jimmy left and he's he's taken over. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that go, was the... Go on, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That was the only two, pretty much situations apart from yeah, that, yeah, nothing really. Yeah, no surprise then that Jack yeah. and Scott have remembered both of them. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got to ask you about your first goal for mm-hmm. the club against Palace in the cup. Um, talk me through that. Um, it was crazy because like coming up to it, like um. Um, I think so that was like where was that that was like October to September times I think and um, um, getting into getting into to like a, going from like you know when you do the preseason and then the season starts you never really I never had no goals I never had I never felt about thought about scoring nothing all I wanted to do was entertain that was it. I was just like, I want to get the fans off their seat. I want to, like, what, how, um, 
um, how Henri made, I remember like in the at Highbury especially, every time Henri was like coming against the goal, everyone would stand up. And that's that stuck with me. So that was that was my only goal. Like I want to get into this team and I want everyone to when I get when I'm running with the ball, I'm gonna make I'm I wanna make people stand up. And I remember my Twitter handle at the time was the showman. And uh <laughs> and Graham Wesley was on to me about that. He was like, You better change it. Weeks after weeks went by, never changed it. So coming up to the Palace game now, um, um, obviously I knew Wilf, I knew Yannick, um, I knew a lot of the players in their team. And um, again, coming from down south, again, maybe for them, I don't know. But most people down south from where I was from, they didn't know who Preston was, but they knew who Palace was. So obviously, again, because it's a London club. So it was different. Like, it's different how social media is now and the coverage is now, where it's kind of more broader. And like, just because you follow the Premier League, you will still know about a championship championship teams, League One teams. Yeah, I mean, look look at the coverage for National League, like with the Notts County drama. So, like, it's 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 much broader. But back then, it was kind of more like in house, like or territorial in in a, in a sense. So, I was more so just thinking like, yeah, today like I'm putting Preston on the map. Like I know everyone in London that is next to us, like with Will, everyone is following this. So um, going into it, um, um, I remember they just let me, uh, like, because by that time, by that time in the season, which was still early, I was getting doubled up a lot. So, and just like some crazy challenges, like it was, it was like, yeah, it was, it was a, a welcome to League One for sure for me. Like after like the third game when people kind of knew what I was about. So coming against Palace, they were letting me turn. And I was like, wow, like, okay, like this is perfect then. Got so, freedom. Yeah, yeah. So like they just kept letting me turn. And I was just like, okay, like not only are they letting me turn, they're backing off as well. So I think I had a few runs where they just kept backing up and backing up and backing up and just letting me kind of do what I want. So in that stage, I just I just remember, yeah, I got the ball. I think, I can't remember who passed, I think maybe Proctor, I can't remember who passed me the ball, but yeah, they just kept backing up and backing up and I just cut in and just thought, why not? Yeah. Like, was that yeah. seeing that hit the back of the net was that a like were you buzzing or did it did it not really kind of sink in what you what you'd done scoring your first first professional goal I think yeah like, I remember because half time was straight after and like walking I remember walking I'm walking to the you know you walk to the corner for the tunnel and everyone's just like singing my name and like I was just like, this has to be a dream. And it was bittersweet because I was just thinking, damn, man, I wish my dad was here to 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 hear this. Like, because again, like we that like he uh he followed me everywhere. Like, didn't matter what country, where, like where in the where in this country, if it was in Spain, Italy, like everywhere, like bought me boots, 
just did the most. So that moment, it was more so just like, damn, like this, like what a feeling. And just hearing the fans, like, yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a dream, dream. Sing, singing the choo choo choo, Jeffrey Malakar. Yeah, there. yeah, no, that was, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Like the, the, the love for Preston fans, uh, it was, yeah, it was just something that you don't, I never thought of. Like, I never yeah. thought. I never thought anything like that could be possible. I didn't even think I could score. Like, even though I was scoring in training, I was never going into games thinking, actually thinking about scoring. I was more so thinking about assisting. Yeah. I was more so. I was like, yeah, okay, I've got, I'm seeing Soji's there, um, Kingy's there. These are big players. Uh, Bevan's there. I'm like, okay, I can get some, a few assists. So I was never really thinking about goals. Boring, yeah. I was just thinking about assisting and entertaining. Naive, but yeah. It worked, didn't it? It got you where <laughs> you were. Um, I've got to ask you, you've mentioned your, your Twitter handle being the showman. <laughs> I've got to ask you about Bovgang. <laughs> I um, I messaged, I had uh, Paul Huntington on in the summer. Yeah. And I messaged Hunts earlier today and just said, is there anything anything to ask and he said just ask him about Bob <laughs> you know what's so crazy like uh, um, um, I must uh, so after the Palace game what's it uh, Graham Wesley called me like called me with his kids so his kids wanted to speak to me so I was just like yeah it's like yeah they were like oh yeah that's like congratulating me um, this this that obviously Graham was like yeah like he loves you he's your favourite player he said, but Jeff, change your Twitter handle. Change that now. Like, come on, you've grown out of it. You've put, like, everyone knows what you're about. Just change it. So I was like, okay, 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 I'll change it. So I don't know why, but I just changed it to Bovgang, right? Not even, like, it's crazy because I wasn't thinking anyone was watching me, right? I just thought, like, it's just Twitter. Like, I'm still a kid. Like, I've just come from... Um, it's the best way to explain it. It's like I'm basically like any other kid in Preston, just using Twitter, using, let's say, they're using TikTok. Whatever you're doing there, imagine like tomorrow, you're now, everyone's watching you. You you may not even realise that everyone is watching you now. So I was just like, just doing whatever, pulling it on there. I just put, I changed it from showman put Bovgang and I remember coming into training and everyone was like Bovgang like what so <laughs> so they was like literally ripping me for it but like then it just came into like just a joke where like in training I would like do a skill or something like that and I'd be like yes yeah, Bov so like <laughs> They would just buzz off it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, the TV, like, everyone there would just, like, buzz off it. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just became a thing. Yeah, it just became a thing. And then what made it then, but this is when I had to change it again. Because now all the kids at Preston started following that now. So now all of them were like, hey, hey, change your Twitter. Like, you can't have your Twitter. <laughs> so I never knew, like, the, like, I, I, um, I remember I went out to, like, the city centre and all the kids were like, hey, buff, 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 gang, buff, buff. So, like, that's what I do. I said, okay, wait, 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 wait. I need to, like, 
let me check. Let me actually. I didn't know everyone was watching. I thought it was more an in-house thing. But yeah, I, I don't know why I thought that when I had it as much. I don't know what I was thinking. But I remember it. It became a hashtag on everything, didn't it? Yeah, 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 it yeah. Hashtag yeah. Bov Gang. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So then what? But then I think um, what's funny? This was more in-house though, and this has actually kind of stuck with me for life. Uh, funny enough, so um, uh, Robo, you know, um, um, Robo had his name. I think it was like BBM. He put his name as like Rolo or something like that. And um, is that Chris Chris Robertson? Yeah, yeah. So he had his name as Robo or something like that. Uh, was it Ro- Rolo? So I messaged him like, what's, "What's Rolo?" And he was like, "Robo only lives once." I was like, "That is so stupid." I started laughing. I said, "But I'm gonna take that. I'm putting mine as Jolo now." So, the, <laughs> so now when I was coming to training, I had like my name as Jolo. So all the players were buzzing, like, like they were like Jolo. What the? I said, so then it just stuck from there. So everyone in house, like even like um, I remember uh, Graham Wesley. Like, do you know when he's like writes your name on the board for the team lineup? He ripped Jolo. And I remember Lee Holmes looking at me like, Jolo? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There was always something. (laughs) I guess, though, that's the kind of thing, like you mentioned about Graham before, there's this sort of, like, serious, bit of a nutty kind of perception, but... I guess he was actually just a bit of a normal bloke as well, or like, had yeah. a bit of a laugh and yeah, no, definitely, definitely was on the. He was he was very much on banner. He was serious, but it was very much on banner. But yeah. he was like he wanted, like for me anyway. Only just speaking on myself, like he was pushing me to be like, um, because at the time, sorry, at the time, a lot of people had it where, um. They would, like, I, I think I saw it later on where someone would say something to you but never act on it. And with him, everything he said, he acted on. So he would, like, he would come and speak to me personally and be like, look, Jeff, like, I've say things like, I've never seen anyone like you at your age, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think this and I think that. And not only would he say that, he would be like, look, go out and express do just fly do whatever you want to do get the go do whatever you want to do go and express and that's what kind of made me be that's why i was never i think there's only been two times ever i was nervous at, at deep though only twice so it was more so because of that like it was such a a push so um it, like even for my debut like against huddersfield um I wasn't even meant to, like, I was never meant to start. Like, I was never, ever meant to start. Like, I never, he never signed me to, to start. I wasn't. So, um, he just backed, saw what I was doing and was like, nah, I have to start this guy. So, yeah, he's that type of, I've always uh, given him lots of praise for that and thank him a lot. How do you, how do you view his time at the club while you were there as a, as a whole, sort of looking back? I think you always, it's kind of like, um, 
it's kind of like the Unai Emery effect at Arsenal. It's kind of like that, where you don't appreciate the 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 starting blocks that he put in until after, if if that makes sense. Because a lot of the team that got promoted was his players. So um, if it wasn't for that, who knows what would have happened? You know what I mean? Because he had to basically start all over again. Like pretty much the whole team was brand new. So yeah. um, for, for Simon Grayson coming in, he definitely made his job 10 times easier by because all he had to do was just sprinkle in a few extras. That was pretty much it. I think, I think um, even some of the players, if he would have changed just a little bit his his training style or maybe his ego, I think he definitely, definitely could have gone on and managed higher and done something because there's a lot of managers that are higher that basically are similar but don't have that much of an ego. Yeah, you know I mean, which I think that was just the only problem. Like he just couldn't listen to anyone. And I think if he did, I remember Holmesy went to his house and he was just like, "Look, Gaffer, like, just change this and do this, and the players will be with you." And he just didn't want to listen. Yeah, I got, I had him on uh, over Christmas last year, okay. and I got the impression that he was a little bit like that. And when. I've done loads of these over the years, and he's the only person that's ever got on a Zoom call. And he he jumped on and he went, "Right, Jake, I've got forty five minutes. All right, let's get going." I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> um, and I think I think I managed to squeeze like an extra five minutes out of him. But yeah, it just it put me on the back foot immediately, and I, I got the impression that that was kind of how he, he is as a manager as well. Yeah, it's crazy because like the 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 thing about him is that he's such a good guy. Like honestly, like I think I think sometimes he don't give himself justice. That like, he doesn't let people see the real him. And I think if he did, like he could have definitely gone higher because he's such a motivator. Most managers, especially in the championship, anyway, championship down, they're more motivators than managers. Most of them, obviously, you've got the few that are coaches, and that's probably why they move up to the Premiership. But most of them are more managers and know how to motivate and get the best out of their players, and that's a quality that he's got. He's a five star at. Now, obviously, the little other things that he does never helps. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so it's one of those ones. I was a little bit caught off guard by him. I, I, I have to say, I thought he'd be very. Um anal about certain things i thought yeah. it'd be very yeah. to the point but he, he was probably one of the most enjoyable guests i've had on yeah, um, yeah, man. really nice bloke yeah and yeah he he caught me off guard um how how different was simon grayson to to graham do you know what's so crazy um i remember when he was first coming and i heard he was coming i was like oh, this guy's going to take me to the next level. That's honestly what I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah, he's managing a championship. He's had players like Sanchez. I would say I knew Sanchez. And Sanchez done well under him. So I'm thinking, oh, and, and um, who else did he? I think he had somebody, um, oh, I forgot his name again. But he had another winger as well that done well for him. I know Beckford did. So I'm thinking, 
oh, look what he's done for these players. Like, this will, this is going to be the perfect guy for me. And uh, I remember his first training session, we can, he kind of just said, like, do 11 v 11 just to see what he had. And I made sure that I went out there and literally just, like, did everything that everyone kind of knows me for doing. So I was like, okay, like, there's no way he now knows who I am. Like, if he's got any doubt, I'm sure he now knows who I am and what potential I've got. Um, and because you, you were still quite young then, you'd have been what 19, 20, 18, 19, 19, yeah, 19. But it was like that's, and I think this was the problem for him. And maybe it's, it's, it's like a catch, it's like a gift and a curse. Like, my thing at Preston was completely a gift and a curse because going from scholarship straight to straight to first team and not only being a first team member being one of the mainstays in the first team um i think i had like 11 assists that season yeah i think it was like six or seven goals and like 10 or 11 assists which for an 18 year old is first first time at that level yeah so like you can imagine now like when he's coming in he's looking at me now like yeah, you're a, you've still got a lot to learn. Whereas I'm looking at it like, okay, teach me, but don't kid me. You know what I mean? Because you can't now, like, I can't, I can't sit back. Like, he wanted me to be like, kind of like, like, you know, like Josh, like how Josh Brown Hill was coming through. But it was easier for Josh to be like that because he's actually, he, they're, drip, they're like putting him in a little bit, take him out put him in, you know what I mean? Whereas with me, I was thrown in the deep end. I had to learn how to swim. Now I'm swimming, you almost want me to like go oh, back to drowning and yeah, yeah. It's not like once you know how to swim, you swim. Like you can't really relearn how to swim. Like it's like yeah, so it was it was very, very weird and um like I yeah, I, I think I started to realise like yeah, he liked experience way more than um, actually developing young players and turning yeah. them into. Yeah, you know I mean, which is no problem because sometimes he had a job to do and he done it. Yeah, well, I mean, there was you, like you say, there was Josh Brownell. I don't. Had Alan Brown joined before you left? Um, so it was me, me, Will, Will Hayhurst. Yeah. Uh, uh, Josh, Bailey, Alan Brown, yeah, us five. And I think player. Willie relied on a little bit, didn't he, for for maybe a, a half a season or so. It was. Uh, I just knew it was always gonna. I just knew, like with him, it was always gonna. I just couldn't see him rely like turning a youngster into something like. I don't even want, and Ben Davis, sorry, Ben, six of us. Yeah, well, the, the story about um, Davo goes that when Grayson left and Alex Neal came in, Alex Neal stopped Ben Davis going to Fleetwood, I think it was. Grayson had agreed a deal mm-hmm. for Ben Davis to go to Fleetwood for something like 50 grand. And Alex, Alex Neal was like, no, he's staying. 
Um, and I think he actually said in the press that he'd been watching him at Norwich um, when he was there before he obviously got sacked and then came to North End. Crazy so I guess I guess that tells you everything you need to know about Simon. So yeah, you know what? It's for him to. I, I spoke to him already. I remember I spoke to him around. I, I, we I see him up in Manchester, and I spoke to him around about them times. And yeah, it's, it's his story to say. But yeah, you're you're kind of along the right lines. But I kind of knew that sometimes you need that luck in football. Sometimes where um, he he happened to get the rubber the green. Were you were you still at the club when we played Blackpool in the cup? Yeah. What's your what's your memories of that? My memories of that was I wasn't even in the squad. Yeah, I, I double checked today because I I did think you were on the bench, but you weren't. And I felt absolutely sick. Like honestly, like that's one of at Preston. I would say that is up there one of my worst times where I was just like. This is, at the time, like, I'm being known as, I'm seeing Preston kind of like it's my club. Like, even, because I, cause of, like, it's it's weird. It's like when you're, like, a youngster and a fan base kind of takes to the youngsters and you feed off that as well. So, like, everywhere I would go in the country, they knew me as, yeah, that's Jeff Preston. You know what I mean? Oh, that's Bob Gang. <laughs> but yeah, when I would come down to like London, for instance, like that would be the 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 key thing. Like everyone kind of knew me from that, and so on and so forth. And um, I I started to understand because of like um, uh, actually a big mention to Amar Batten. He's a Preston fan, and he was like he was such a big help for me. Like it's, it's like most of the players, but it was weird that I was so close with um, um, a fan, but he became my friend, and we always used to speak about like after the game, like I'd get him tickets to the game, and, and he would sometimes take me training, and he was telling me about like the rivalry with Blackpool and what it meant and stuff like that, and I used to be like, oh man, like if that's the case, oh yeah, if we ever get to play them. I can't wait to see what I'm going to do against them. I used to say to them, like, yeah, just watch, watch when we play Blackpool. Like, watch what I'm going to do. So to not even be in the squad when it finally came out, I was just like, oh, my days. So it was a tough one for me. It was a tough one, even though we won, like, which was, I was happy about more so for the boys and for the fan base. But yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of upset that I wasn't able to be a part of it, even though I was, but I wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. On a, I guess on a personal note, you they're the kind of games that you, you look forward to playing in, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and especially like you said, you know, when you've got such a connection that you feel with the fan base, they're the kind of games where you maybe want to go and put on a little bit of a show. Yeah, yeah. Which was which was always always my because I knew even though like sometimes Preston fans, especially with me, oh, if I played bad, I would hear it like. <laughs> <laughs> they would be on to me. But if I played well, oh, it would be crazy. Yeah. So it was like, I knew like, and which I liked, like I liked, I knew, okay, they would hold me to the fire. And um, I liked that. I liked that. I liked that pressure from them. Yeah. How, 
since obviously your time at North End to to now, how, how's football changed for you? I think um, um, I was able to grow up mentally. I think that was the key thing. I think um, coming on to, I remember my second season at Preston, um, mentally, I was so not there. Like, I lost, I remember coming back for pre-season and I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I lost my speed, no strength, skill gone. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't perform at all in pre-season. And I was just so unhappy and I didn't understand why. And um, um, I remember, I think, did I play against Milton Keynes? I think I played against Milton Keynes. I came on against Milton Keynes, I think. Something like that. And um, I've never been nervous at deep, though. Only the, my, on my debut. Yeah, that's it. Only on my debut. I was nervous. But I remember coming on and I was so nervous. Like, so nervous that I didn't want the ball. Which I was like, nah, this is taking me back to when I was younger. And I was dealing with that anxiety again. And um, I didn't know what was going on. Um, but like, I think at the time, I don't know what it is like now. I'm guessing it's a bit different, but there was no, I didn't I didn't have anyone to turn to really that I could speak to and be like, hey, I'm struggling. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on with me. It was kind of like, make, more so because of my stature at the club, at the time, no one would look at me and think, oh, this guy's this guy going through something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was just different because obviously how I came onto the scene at Preston. So I looked confident. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, you would never think it. So that was that. Do you, do you think, looking back, it maybe is safe to say that you were suffering with depression? I wouldn't say that. It was just... Just anxiety. Yeah. I just had, I don't know where it, I don't know, I don't understand where it came from. I don't know why, but when it came, it was like, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And that's why just I like went, knocked you out almost. Yeah. Just like, I, I just stayed out, didn't eat. I wasn't eating nothing. And I remember when I went to Colchester, I went along to Colchester and just like that all went and went went at Bradford scored then after that it was like man of the match man of the match man of the match man of the match I was just like I remember I gave away my I was staying in Boxhill Village at the time I gave away that house and I was just like nah um, I don't want to I don't ever want to come back because mentally uh, I'm like that's like being again I was like how old is that time I was like 19 I've never been alone or away and I felt like I had no one to really turn to at that time. So that was coming to Colchester. It was like, oh, it was like a release. Like I was able, that's why I was flying down there. So when they called me back, when Grayson called me back, oh, it just all came back. <laughs> it all came back. And it wasn't until I spoke to John Dreyer. And no, I think... What made it worse for me was um, I'll never forget. Um, Grayson came up to the Grayson went to like um, 
BBC, like, he did an interview on the newspaper or something like that, trying to say, like, oh, Jeff's got a bad attitude and this, this and that and Last Chance Saloon and blah, 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 blah. And I was reading it like, what the hell? Like, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. Like, Almost like, who's this person he's talking about? Because it's not me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, and there was no one really there. Like, apart from, that's why I always got respect for Ridsdale. Because um, at the time, I won't say, I won't say who, and I won't say the figure, but there was a Premier League club that was very much, he knew the interest. And obviously, at at the not at that time, but in a period, he put up like a, he said, listen, I value you as this, which was like double figures in the millions. So, and he did that because he was like, oh, like I sold this guy to that guy. I've sold this guy to this team. You ain't leaving here unless we get this, basically. So to go from that position where he's saying that to now almost 360, where like Grayson, it's almost like he has to pick pick and choose now. And obviously he's sitting me down. He's like, please, Jeff, like just get this like, get on with him and try like I really want you here like obviously because I know on a business sense definitely on a business sense like the me by me not playing my value is going down dramatically you know what I mean and I don't know if it was a fig a sense where maybe with 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 him saying that to the newspaper I knew that yeah my time's up like, but I was more I was gonna of, say do you think that was his way of saying to you without directly saying to you, like, we're done. Uh, it was weird because he called me back. <laughs> so Yeah, and you didn't go anywhere else, did you? No. You, you stayed at North yeah. End. Yeah, he called me back. And I was just like, I was just like, why would you call me back? But obviously, I, I knew, obviously, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Because obviously, I knew... If I stayed at Colchester in January, I was going more or less. I was going to the Premier League. Yeah, that's a fact. So it was just weird. I just never understood. I was just like, why would you want me back if you know with how I'm playing, where I'm going? Like for for everyone, you would think like for the club financially, this would be the perfect situation. Yeah, you'd think it makes sense, wouldn't you? So, but obviously, in hindsight, I do think I do think I can I can say honestly, I do think he did try. Like sometimes he was trying to play me number ten, um, but I needed more coaching there, and like you needed, uh, I needed like people behind me sometimes. But I would say John Drea. I remember I phoned up John. He's the only. He was like the finally I, I was managed to talk to somebody, and I said to John, and I said, um, oh. Um, Look, John, like I'm struggling. Like I don't know what's going on. Like I can't really um I don't know, like like my pace has gone, my speed, I just don't get it. And I can't remember what he said to me, but um whatever he said to me, the next day in training, it just clicked. And I was right back to normal. So I was like, Oh, I'm ready now, I'm back. So so now I'm like, 
I'm now like pushing again to start. And I remember like Books was coming to me. Books was like, Jeff, yeah, yeah, you're back. Yeah, be ready, be ready. Like just, just, just stay, just stay. Like even if you don't play this year, we're in the championship next year. So yeah, you're gonna do something crazy. But I was just like, nah. I I was just so eager. I wanted to play. I wasn't trying to wait for nothing. So yeah. Always that hungry young kid. Yeah, it just it just never never really left me. I didn't care about like I never cared about the money and so I was just more so I just wanted to play, yeah. entertain, have fun. That was always me. You've you've played all over the place in your career since North End, England, Scotland, Iceland, Romania. Um I'm asking you this off the back of recent events, obviously in Spain. But I think it's a pertinent question anyway. But have you ever had any experiences of racism in your career? No, no. It's it's funny because I've I've played in places where you could think there could there would be. Yeah, I remember in Scotland, like Scotland's probably in terms of fan base, Aberdeen. That's similar to Preston. Like I never knew nothing about Aberdeen, and going up there and like where you're going to away games and you've got 5,000 fans all screaming your name, like singing the same song that Preston, that that song followed me everywhere, by the way. And they would... It was a good that. song to be fair. It's crazy. Like they would sing that from literally from like, uh, from the warm up all the way to the end of the game. Like it was mental. And, um, like, like I couldn't go to the couldn't go to the city center, like getting mobbed. That was the same thing in in Preston, same type of thing. Um, yeah, like, I, and I did. To be fair, when I went to Scotland, I was thinking in my head, like, I don't know, like, is is there any black people there? Like, like especially going Aberdeen, like that's like all the way up. So I didn't know what to to think, but. That was the only place where I thought it could be like that. And it was like the love there was told that was so like that's I think me, I don't regret leaving Preston, but I do regret leaving Aberdeen because at Preston it was more so I was in the first phase. So like I think whenever you're building something, you know when you're in the first phase of building something, like you're always gonna go through trials and errors, type of thing. Um that's why like people like Brownie and um, Josh Brownhill and all these guys coming in after me was able to, if anything, learn off the back of what happened with me and build on that. That's that's how it's always meant to go. Um, going to Aberdeen, they had a core young group that they were like, the, the first team was, well, not the first team, but the squad was doing well. And they had us in the squad of me, um, uh, Lawrence Shanklin, Scott Wright, um, um, Scott McKenna, and uh, what was it again? Is it Cammy Smith? I think it was Cammy Smith. Us five, they were like, these five is supposed to be the core to the next gen. That you mean that they? They're yeah, like the next lot coming through. That, see what I mean? So almost these, like what, like you said, like the way Josh Brownell was sort of treated at North End. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. So, um, 
But obviously, I left to go back to, to Brighton. And I think, damn, I should have. That's the only one where I was like, I definitely should have stayed and like seen it through. Because they did, like, to be fair, like Scott McKenna came through, went to Nottingham Forest, Scott Wright went Rangers. Do you know what I mean? So that like, they were they were doing, they were in that phase. And I think um, um, you would hope, but who knows, like with Preston, I see like they got to the, I went to the FA Youth Cup game and they got to, they got pretty far. So hopefully there's the next batch that can come through and be that, you know what I mean, that core into the first team. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I believe Scott Wright's about to sign for us. Yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. was at Rangers yeah. last season. Yeah. Yeah, the the yeah. talk is that he's he's about to, or it's pretty much done. Yeah, on okay. a free. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Real good player, man. Real, real nice guy. Real nice guy. Like he was like it was funny because because he's like from Aberdeen. Yeah. He was like, going into the first team for him. He was like sometimes kind of scared a bit, not scared, but like like a bit nervous. Like didn't really want to. But obviously, for me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coming from the youth team, so I don't really have that same level of connection. So I'm not really. So I'm looking at him like, "What are you scared of? Like, come on, man! Like, this, this, <laughs> this goal. Like, so like that's. But that's why they wanted that core there of young players because you can kind of like lean on each other. You know what I mean? Like even Will, like Will used to sometimes lean on me, and I would lean on him. Yeah, you know I mean, so. yeah, I know Will had. Um, I, I used to work with Will's mum, um, so okay. I know he had a bit of a tough time in the youth. He broke both his legs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember him saying he said like, I think we had like a team meeting or something like that, and it stuck with me. Like Will was like saying, "I wanna," like they were asking about things you want to improve on, and he was like, "I wanna be." He said something like he wants to be as confident as I am. And I was thinking, little do you know, I'm suffering just like you. But I just, for whatever reason, I was able to mask it in that first season. And I think it was more so because of the the fan base and support. But then coming on to the end of the season, Will finally found that the same type of, same, same thing that was driving me, he found. And I was so happy for him. I was like, yes. Like, I think he went like three and three or something like that. And I was like, yeah, man, yeah, well done, man. Keep going. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's a good lad, Will. Yeah, man, real good guy. How did the move to Brighton come about and, and leaving North End? Yeah, um, so obviously I knew this was more so when I was doing, obviously from that first season, as you can imagine, there was like so much interest um, uh, because I was like so young and, playing and doing well so obviously I knew okay like they uh, uh, there was talks about a new deal that I did get offered which at the time I just with the value that they was trying to put on my head for what I was being offered didn't make no sense to sign at that time yeah I was just like well you know I've got another year so We'll see. You know what I mean? So in the summer, like, there were so many teams, like, I'm in an R in and I'm in an R in and so on and so forth. But then, um, obviously, like I told you, like, I didn't play at the start of the season. So when I went to Colchester, my performances there was then attracting pretty much everyone again. 
So when I came back to Preston, um, they were just kind of like, everyone was, everyone, everyone was like, what happened? Like, how do you go from being Preston's like, like one of the like top guys there to then just all of a sudden just vanished? Like, don't make sense. And um, I, I was just like, I don't know. Like, my agent was just like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't get it. Um, and uh, um, he was like speaking to certain clubs. And I remember Garns came to me and he was like, hey, the Notts County manager um, wants you on loan. This was like in January. And then I was like, it was like coming up to the end of the window. So I heard that Brighton were interested. Um, but nothing had happened. So coming up to like near deadline day, close to deadline day, I was like to my agent, like, you know what? Um, Grealish is there. Um, the manager was just like, look, I'm going to play. He's like, look, I, I love the way you play, blah, 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 blah. I'm getting Grealish in. It's going to be Grealish on the left, you on the right. Um, oh, what's his name? He plays for he plays for Celtic. I forgot his name. He was in the 10. He was like, look, I'm getting a young squad. I know what you can do. Because he saw me when we played Carlisle and I scored against Carlisle. So um, he was like, yeah, this is what we're trying to build. And I was like, okay, like, all right, do you know what? Yeah, I know Grealish. I, obviously, I knew him from the academy. So I was just like, yeah, do you know what? Like, yeah, me, Grealish, yeah. You know, he was deep. Obviously, you, know, you never know. That's his first time playing things so I, like I, you never know obviously um um i was like you know i'm gonna go um I, i'm going on my way there i'm driving down there and my agents pull me like slow down brighton um brighton have contacted preston i'm like what he's like slow down so i'm like okay so then i'm like slowly going down what's it the m6 I'm slowly going down the M6 and he's like, um, Bright, uh, Preston has accepted the bid. Keep going down. Keep driving down. And I was like, don't oh. stop in Nottingham. <laughs> so he had to like speak to the Knots, but obviously Knots County, they've come, the manager, oh, he was the manager again. I forgot who the manager was. He was like the ex-QPR player, defender. I forgot his name, but... He, oh, um... Oh, what's his name again? I forgot his name. I can picture him. Not Clint yeah. Hill. Not Clint. Is it Clint Hill? Not Clint Hill. He had like dark. Oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Was the was the other player you were talking about? Callum McGregor. Yeah, that's it. Callum McGregor. Yeah. yeah. So like they were trying to form that. Like that's that was his pitch to me anyway. You know what I mean? So. um so he's come to the, he's obviously like came to the, he's opened up the stadium, this, this, that, like come out. And obviously I've ain't turned up. So he is fuming. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously I'm like, I'm saying to him, I'm saying to my agent at the time, I'm like, look, like tell him I'm going to sign for Brighton because obviously how this happened, I'll just come back on loan to you. And he was like, no chance, never, never. <laughs> The best way, I guess. I guess at that point you're thinking like, oh, yeah. Shit. And I think, I think, uh, and funny enough, I think uh, by me doing that, it ruined John Messino's loan. Yeah. So John Messino was supposed to go on loan to 
Was he supposed to go in Notts County as well? I can't remember. But I remember him saying to me, like, he could, he's like, fuck, like, you ruined it for me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Did he did he end up going out anywhere, John Massino? I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't think so. Because uh, I, I, I thought he just ended up leaving. Like another one that was just yeah, like just he went. Was supposed to go out on loan as well. Maybe we were supposed to go out on loan together. But because right. of that, it ruined it. Do you get what I mean? It ruined his loan. And I remember him like like jokingly like getting onto me about it because obviously everyone was. I wouldn't say everyone was stunned, but they were just like, it wasn't a stun. It was more so like, oh, type of thing. Because it was like, I don't know, like with, I think um, I think some of the players there saw me as like, like a little brother, but a little brother that doesn't like to be put in his place. And it's hard to, it was, I felt like it was hard to them because I wasn't very approachable, like, I was more like very quiet. I just kept myself to myself. But you wouldn't notice me. If you came into the change room, you wouldn't notice me. Like, I was very quiet just in the corner. But then when it came to the pitch, that's where I expressed myself. So it like I like even with me, I don't even know how I would approach somebody like that. So um obviously players did like like Welshy and and Boots, definitely them two. And Kingy, but Kingy was more banner. But um, yeah, Kingy was more so on the banner. But them two, especially, especially Welshy Boots, like they really, I felt like they were trying to like give me encouragement, and, and, like speak to me a lot, and so on and so forth. What does the future hold for you at the moment? What's what's there? The key thing for me, um, already kind of now, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to more so help the next. So, um, whether that's in scouting, more so in scouting, I think, um, um, and and mentoring, just like I see a lot of boys now that are in positions like myself where um, sometimes they got no one to turn to, and the pressure is a lot. Like when you're playing, when you're eight, especially now, like a lot of players coming in being before there wasn't really. It wasn't really, well, from what I saw anyway, I can only speak from what I saw, but it wasn't really, when I came to League One, there was one other 18-year-old playing that was, um, that I knew anyway, that was Moses Adebajo. That was it. You know what I mean? Like, so, so if, um, when I'm going to, I remember I was asking Yannick advice, Yannick Balassi, and I was like, oh, like, um, um, I, I was asking him about something and, and it's hard to even get advice from him at the time because he's even trying to make it. So he's he's going through his own thing. And even when I spoke to Wilf, like, I remember we beat them. Remember uh, when we beat them here? He was fuming. You know what I mean? He was fuming, like, effing and blinding. And I, I was like, relax, relax. Like, you're gone anyway. I knew, I knew. Like, after that game, I said, nah, Wilf is different. That like, Wilf is different. Like, this guy is a boy. Like, this guy, yeah. But so when we spoke, like, I'm just thinking, yeah, me and him are basically in the same situation because we're both trying to, like, master what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? But not knowing how to do it, not knowing how to be consistent. So Because you know um, what to, to turn to. 
basically you don't yeah. have that there's no guidance and like obviously to be fair i can say this when i went to brighton what's happening at brighton now was always going to happen because um behind the scene the staff wise is it's like it's day and night like to, to so when i went to preston to brighton it's like when i went to preston there was no player liaison there was no um um like they weren't like I think the sh there was a chef but not really like that. There wasn't like a that coaches that are solely for you. You know what I mean? Like a staff that's solely for you or a therapist that's solely for you. When I went to Brighton, straight away there's two player liaisons taking control of everything. There's a chef that's coming to your house telling you this is what you eat, this is how you cook pots, pans, everything. Then then there's a therapist that you have to see. You have to see this this therapist every week. This is why you're seeing why these youngsters now, if you see like the first team now, they're just rolling them out and rolling them out and rolling them out because football is 95% mentality. Yeah. And I guess if they've had those procedures in place for years as well, then... I think it was There's... awesome. It just started when I got there. So they bought the new training ground and they just fit everyone in there. They like, so I was at the start of it, but I knew, I knew, yeah, this club, I knew it. Like there's certain clubs that you just know. And I knew when I went there, I was just like, yeah, this club's going to be a big club. Like Good. just this ramp. Were they championship when you went? Yeah. Yeah. But, so it would have been Tony Bloom would have just taken over then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he took over just like a few years before. Yeah. Prior, but like he was like, everything was being molded in like brick by brick. And you yeah. was kind of seeing like, especially for me, like for them, maybe they couldn't really see it, maybe. But for me, coming from Preston to Brighton, you see that gulf in like, and it wasn't, it wasn't really about the level of players it wasn't even that it was more so about the staff like the care of the players especially the young players the care of them is so key to them that it it um, um i could see like in the future when they continue building on this the work they're going to be bringing out some serious talent and it's no surprise that this is why and obviously a lot of people will sit there and be like oh that like they're getting these players from um, they're getting these players from everywhere and finding them this this that but they're not realising that when you're bringing these wonder kids from wherever down the world and or from like Colombia or wherever and they're coming to Brighton they gotta be taken care of because if not mentally they'll never be able to go out there and perform so yeah yeah it's basically that so yeah that's why for me more so um I'm looking at in future terms, even from now, I've kind of started it from now where um, I've been speaking and um, giving advice to uh, certain players and helping mold. And um, we'll see what, we'll see what goes on with that. Who knows? Maybe I'll be doing it up in Preston. Who knows? Are you, are you still playing? Are you still planning on playing? Yeah. I got like, I've had so many, like I've had so many injuries that like 
my body, like, sometimes I think, why do I even play like this? Like, uh, it's mental. Like, the amount of it, because like, I'm constantly having to, like, hurdle challenges and this, this, that. Like, I've been, it just takes its toll on the body. Like, not to sound great, but, like, I've been getting tripled up, doubled up for all my career. It's been, like, 12 years. It don't matter where I play. It's the same thing. Like, it don't matter where. Like, doubled up, tripled up, kicked, crazy challenges. Like, so really and truly, like, in my head, I'm just like, I'm much so coming on to, especially, like, from this year, I've really liked being, um, learning more about the game, um, especially behind the scenes. I've, I've been taking on more of a role in that, um, even when I've been overseas. So, um um, I think that's where I'm pr pretty much going to walk into. Who knows? I may still play. Uh, I'm back now. I may still... Uh, I don't know. I, I think for me, I'm more so... My main focus is more so on like, um, um, helping the next. Because, uh, like I said, the game's been good to me. Um, I was able to live a dream of mine and my dad's to be able to be a pro. Um now it's for people after me to do even better. And I wanna I wanna help them to get to places where I dreamt of go, uh, going, but I wasn't able to get there. And that's for me to be able to, to push these guys to go out and do that. Yeah, no, I get that. I completely get that. Um final few questions then from me. What what's your favorite memory from your time at North End? Mm. Good question. Oh, that's a hard question. I think, okay, my favourite memory is probably um, we played Yeovil. I think my favourite two memories, actually, because it's two, it's funny that we was, both of them was against Yeovil, but um, all my family came up to, to watch the game against Yeovil. And they've, again, they've never seen, they, 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 never, they never came to any Preston games didn't know about Preston, didn't see the stadium, didn't know where Preston was. They all came up. Everyone was there. And um, we was losing 1-0. I remember we was losing 1-0. And we went in at halftime. Um, Graham Messi said what he said. Came out halftime, second half. And I remember just sit, looking across, seeing them like sitting in the corner. And I was just thinking, yeah, I need to... Like, Man, I hope I can do something. I don't know, but I hope I can. And I ended up scoring, assisting. I think I assisted again. And we won 3 1, I think. And just seeing them like in that moment, it was just like, just like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, obviously, they were looking, obviously, all the fans are like singing my name. And like, my mom just couldn't believe it. She was just like, Huh? Like what? <laughs> I don't forget it. it was it was funny, but it was like <laughs> yeah. And the second time again again against Yeovil. Um, so my agent came up when I first signed. He came to the first game against Huddersfield, and he hadn't been up since. So, um, obviously he was hearing because again these times nothing was like the way it was them times. Social media wasn't as big. You know what I mean? Like it was either you was there to see it or you wasn't. So he was obviously hearing what I was doing, but he'd never seen it. So when he came to the game, I'm 
sure it was. Was it Yeovil or Brentford? I think it was Brentford. That was probably one of my best games for Preston. Yeah, I think it was Brentford. And he came to Brentford. And, like, obviously I came, um, it was like a couple of minutes I came off. And obviously I got a standing ovation. And after, he was just like, wow, like, you're really, like, what? Like, wow, you're really doing that. And I was just like, like, just to see, like, obviously we always had, like, He's, he told me from the start, like, Jeff, I'm telling you, you can play first team. Like, if you play first team, with what I'm seeing you do here, if you bring this to, like, an actual stadium, like, like people are going to be in shock. And just to see, like, what he said... Actually happen. Yeah, I mean, it was like... Yeah. That was one that I would say them two would probably say is my um, most favourite moments, yeah. Have you have you got any regrets from your time at the club? Uh, my biggest regret was that I wasn't able to get promoted with the club. That was, I think, obviously, I'll say this: like this is every youngster. Every youngster when they come into the first team, they don't think about winning. No one does. <laughs> no one does. Everyone just thinks about you're a youngster. You just want to impress. You know what I mean? You just want to impress. You don't care about the score. You don't care if you score. Well, obviously, if you score, it's great, but you don't care. You don't really care if you assist. You just want everyone to say, oh, that kid, yeah, he's a good player. That's all you care about. Obviously, after a while, once you've gone past that stage, now you're kind of looking like, man, imagine if you got this team promoted or imagine if you, yeah, I mean, you did something, um, yeah, I mean, that, that could be remembered. And that was my main, I was like, like it was so bittersweet seeing Preston get promoted. Like I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't watch Preston play for a few years after that because I was just like, damn man, like these are all like my guys that I grew up with, and like man, I wish I could have played with them and and experienced these type of moments with them. Um, I remember seeing them come to Brighton, and um. I remember seeing all the fans in the back and I was just like, I was obviously I was at Brian at the time and I was just sitting there like, damn man, nah, Preston's my club, you know. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, that was like one of the weirdest feelings. Like, just seeing like all the, yeah, it was weird. I, I can't explain it, but it's only when you leave that you can, like at the time, I didn't think I would think like that. Honestly, I didn't think. It was only when I left and I went Brighton and I remember when I see them. No, it was when I played against Crawley. I went alone to Crawley and I played against Preston. I came back, I played against Preston and that was the weirdest thing ever. Like, I remember speaking to, um, there was a, it's funny because like, I don't know if they're still there now. They they used to be like a couple that used to like, they were like, I think they were teenagers. Well, they looked like teenagers. And they always used to sit at the front. Um, if you come out of the tunnel, they're like facing. They always used to sit there in the warm-up. And I remember seeing them. And then I, I remember seeing like one of the security guards. And I was just looking around like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> this is so weird. I was thinking, damn, like, yeah, this was like. I should even- still be here. Huh? Thinking like I should still be here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't regret leaving, 
because I knew it was the right decision, but it was like I knew I had an affection with the club, like an affection that I was like I never felt I would have. And I think it's more so it's just yeah, there were just so many things that went on there. Like, especially with the fan, like with the fan base, even till now, like, it's just mad. Like, and I think it was more so they was the reason why I was doing the because I never did skills. When I was at Arsenal, I never ever did skills. Never. As soon as I started playing for Preston, all of that came. Like, I don't know how. I don't I never practiced it. Nothing. All of that came. Just happened. It was just based off the fans. Like yeah. I, um, it was like a there was a five aside place in Preston somewhere. I can't remember. And I used to go out there with the kids there. And we used to do like trade like these skills and this is that and stuff. Hey, if they if Preston Evans found out, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, was, you'd just go there off your own yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> I was going out there. Like, I didn't, it was crazy because I didn't even drive. So I was like taking train. I would see kids like, I would like wear like my snood up to like my, because uh, you know these times that like, everyone used to wear snoods. Yeah. I'd wear my snood up to like my eyes. They didn't really know who I was go out, play with them, was playing. Then obviously, I remember one day, my, you know, it was, it was got hot and I took down my snood and obviously, they kind of like, oh, that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but like, that was where I was like, it was weird because that was where I was like, practicing certain things. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I was just like, it was just a place where I was just, I grew up as a man that I can actually say, like, Coming out, being from London, going to Preston, I had to learn how to adapt and become a man almost, while still being a, a, a still a kid. Tough, a tough yeah. thing to do, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, who was the best player that you played with? Mm. Mm. It's a tough one. It's hard to say because, like you know, like it's the you know some players that you played with, they turned out to be good. But at the time when I was playing with them, they wasn't as good. So sometimes it's hard to say. I, I don't want to. I'll give two answers then. You know what I mean? Because it's been. I would say in terms of who's gone the furthest, it's probably Serge Nabry. Like he's gone the furthest. I'll say the best was J. Emmanuel Thomas. He's the best, for sure. Like, nobody, hands down, the best, for sure. Um, what What about at North End? At North End? Um, I don't know. I think it's different, though, because... It's different because... I don't know how to put it. Mm. It was the best. I, would, I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard one because, like, for me, I was battling. I, I was, when I was playing, I was, like, in training, Uh, I would, we would play 11 v 11, right? I would get the ball from the back and run from the back through the whole team to the front and score. 
So for me, I would like when I was looking at it, I was like, I couldn't, I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think I could do this at Arsenal. So if I'm doing this here, I'm like, I was looking at myself as maybe I'm the best. But then going into games, it's it's being the best to me changed where being the best is like, who's the most consistent? And that's how I would value that. And I would say the most consistent that I played with, I think, was probably Gons. And I've actually got a great story about that. Like, I remember remember the first season when he came from January. Um, he couldn't score for nothing. Came from Watford, didn't he? No, he came from Carlisle. Maybe he was on loan at Watford then, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or no, he was on loan at Carlisle from Watford, I think. Okay, yeah. So I remember He's back at Carlisle now, isn't he? Oh, okay. Okay. There's Garns and Hunts. What a guy that <laughs> Hunt is a <laughs> and that's one thing, yeah. I'm with yeah, that's perfect that you reminded me about Hunty, because I definitely got a story about that guy. But um uh um with Garns, I remember um he couldn't score for nothing, right? Like, I remember, like, he was missing some crazy sitters. I was like, I was looking at him like, this guy's, this guy's awful. Like, he was funny, though. So, like, I would never really, like, say anything bad about him. Like, like try to disrespect him or say anything cheeky because I actually liked him. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this guy's, this guy's rubbish. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. Next season now, I remember um, we was rooming together. And he must have said to me, he said, he was telling me all these, like, his story. I remember he's telling me, like, yeah, I went Carlisle. I think he said he was at Knott's or I can't remember where he was at as a kid. But then he went on loan to Carlisle. Then he ended up signing there, scored a bunch of goals, done his ACL and still got bought to Nottingham Forest. And and then he went to Watford and then he came back to Carlisle. Now he's here. And he was like, he's just telling me, he was just like, Jeff, I'm telling you. I'm going to score a shitload of goals this year. And I, I went under my cover, like, I was literally, like, under my cover, like, no chance. I was like, absolutely. I said, there's no way. Honestly, like, I was so convinced there was no way he was doing that. But honestly, like, in training, that, like, it was so, he was so sharp. Like, it was like, I don't know what he did. Like, he must have, I don't know what he did. Almost like he just flipped the switch. I don't know what it was. He was his movement and the sharpness was crazy. Yeah. Like, like it was like bam, like yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, like <laughs> then next week, you know, he just started scoring screamers, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Fair dues. And do you know what? I'm not gonna say this is the reason why this happened, but it's funny because in the every morning, him and Kingy used to do bench every morning right and do you remember the goal that he scored the one with the chest I'm telling you it's almost like he worked for that the, the, one, the one against Rotherham yeah like he chested it like sat properly yeah. like he was doing bench the whole thing and I used to be like <laughs> doing bench for like him and Kingy always was in there on the bench so who knows like like but everything he said to me came true like he he said he was going to do it and he did it so I totally, that's what I say for him. For that alone, I say, yeah, Joe Gantz. Joe Fair Gantz. enough. 
Oh, yeah, let me tell you about Hunster. Yeah, um, go on. He had, uh, <laughs> he had, uh, um, we must have played, I can't remember who he played, but he had an absolute stinker, right? And every time he had a stinker, Graham West used to put you in with the, with the, um, the boxing coach that he used to bring up from Thing. And I remember, yeah, uh, yeah, he had to do like a few rounds with the boxing guy. He was getting absolutely battered in there. It was so funny. Because, you know, like, Hunts is, like, 6'8", or whatever. This guy looked, like, 5'7". But, like, when Hunts would, like, jab him, like, he'll be like, come on, jab me. And every time he, like, hit him just a little bit hard, he hit him, like, 50 times harder. It was so funny to watch that. And, you know, like, Hunts is, like, he's, like, he's, like, a real nice guy, like, on the football pitch he can be, but... In like outside of football, he's very like real nice guy. So him in that situation just looked hilarious. <laughs> I've no doubt he'll listen to this as well. Um, so I'll let you know what he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if you if you had your time at the club again, would you do anything differently? Mm, I think uh, I would definitely reach out to for help that would be the number one thing I would have done that's the only thing I would have probably done differently I think if I would have got that help I wouldn't have been able to develop how I should have developed under there you know what I mean so um, because the next even when I went Colchester I remember when I went Colchester because I had that first season now in my second season even being under there now I was like okay like yeah, when I get the ball here and I do this skill, this guy moves here so I can... You know what I mean? I started to now understand my game a bit more. Whereas, like, my first season, I was more so doing things off the cuff. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. That was kind of how I was playing. That's why Preston fans were constantly... It was like a love and hate. It was like one minute, it was like, ah, fuck. Then it's, ah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, but, like, like, under if I if if I would have maybe like reached out and tried to get that help mentally, I would have been able to develop that underneath there. You know what I mean? And start learning because I used to see like Holmesy Lee Holmes. I used to see him um, sometimes practice like doing stepovers with his uh, doing stepovers with his left foot to be able to get the space to cross with his right foot. I used to see him doing that and do it both sides you know what I mean and um, I remember like I used to think like like back then especially I used to think I'm better than him but then when I grew up growing older I was like no he was more consistent in you and that means way more than anything and that's what I try to tell people now like try to tell the younger kids now it's like yeah you can have uh, a bunch load of ability but you need to find a way how to be consistent and that's what makes you the best you know what I mean and learning how to adapt which at that age again because you're young you don't want to adapt I didn't want to adapt to Grayson that's just how it was I just didn't want to I was like I don't I don't like this football I want to do me um, but I respect you you know what I mean I never like I never I made sure to never like I'm I was brought up kind of well so I never I've always made sure to be respectful and so on and so forth but like 
in my head, I was just like, not for I me. Don't, yeah, I just, yeah. this football is just, ugh, like, it's just, I just don't like it. And yeah, yeah. I knew, but then again, I knew that they would get promoted. I knew that Preston would get promoted with this football. But in the championship, I knew it's totally different, which again, we saw. Well, we had the one season with Aidan McGeady on loan. And I, I've never, I've never ever seen a player like him. He's like the stuff he can do with the football was unbelievable. But he, maybe a little bit like when Grayson came in, and you were like, "No, I want to do me. I don't want to sort of like conform to what you want." Mm-hmm. I guess with with Aidan McGeady, he was like the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm for how Grayson would normally set up and, and having him in our side was just, uh, it was unbelievable watching him. Man, I wish, yeah. Honestly, now that you say that, it's crazy because I remember watching against Arsenal. Arsenal? Arsenal. Yeah, in, in the FA Cup. Yeah, and I was like, imagine if, in my head, I was just thinking, imagine if like I was on the right, he was on the left. That's all I was thinking. Well, we, was, we we battered him that first half, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. He scored in like the first couple of minutes. I think it was. Uh, no, it was Callum Robinson scored. Yeah, I, didn't he score? Did he nah, score? He I did think he did like a skill. He, he did a mad pirouette and like yeah, and took like three yeah, players yeah. out. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I remember that because I was just thinking, oh, this is what. This is what I buzz. This is what I buzz off. Like this, yeah. like that's. But it was crazy because I think yeah, Grayson kind of when I. It's funny because when I left, yeah, he realized quickly that wait, 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 we need something else because remember I think they lost in the playoffs, right? Yeah, that's against it. Rotherham. Uh, yeah, and I think we drew the first leg and they beat us in the second leg. That was yeah. when Garns scored. Yeah. And I think after that, that's when he started bringing in more youngsters that was like a similar... Because if you remember, they, everyone he brought in was pretty much like rigid and like he had Chris Humphreys at right wing back. It was more so like rigid and strong and experienced. And... Well, the season after, he, we brought in Daniel Johnson mm-hmm. and Jermaine Beckford, which were two players that you you look back at and you go they were probably the difference they were the spark yeah yeah and I think was Callum Robertson there yeah Robbo as well yeah so like that's what I'm trying to say there wasn't none of that type of player when I was there you know what I mean so I think that was the good thing that he was able to know like okay I do still and that's why I said that's why when I said to you I do think he was trying to mould me into because he wanted me to play in the 10 yeah to play to go from a winger to a 10 you gotta be able to you gotta be coached into that you can't just wake up and say yeah i'm gonna play 10 that it takes time you know what i mean so which again he's not really a coach i would say he's not a coach but he he doesn't specialize in that he's more of a manager yeah 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 not not really what you'd look at and think he'll bring a player on like 18, 19 and then develop them for three or four years. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's why people like Carrick, like if you see Carrick, like my friend, yeah. 
Uber Akpons down there and look what look like it's he's finally been able to find a manager that's been able to click that and yeah you can see that he's doing what he's doing there again I've always known Tuba to be a number 10 always it's only when he went into pro I see him going up front and I was like why are you playing up front that was that was different to me and all of a sudden Carrick put him in the 10 and I even forgot he was a 10 but when I see what he's doing there I'm like damn you know what Tuba was actually was a 10 and yeah. yeah, I mean, like the goal he's got, he's got a Cameron Archer as well, hasn't he? Who was on loan with us last season. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, how was he? Say again, how was he at Preston? Yeah, he was good. I think seven goals in half a season. Oh, first, okay. his first loan at, at the level. Okay, that's good. Um, and then we tried to get him back in the summer, but he went to no Villa kept him, and then in January, he went to Borough. Oh, okay. So, um, I've got got a question here from your former manager, from uh, Mr. Wesley himself. Oh, yeah? And he's he's asked, if you feel like you got the most out of your talent, and what would you do differently? Um, I think... Um, hmm... I think no, because my talent, off of my talent, I should have played in the Premier League. You get what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, I think everyone that played with me or seen me would think that would be my trajectory to go to the Premier League. Um, but I would say, but uh, it's hard because you need it's 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 not as easy as you can just take yourself there off your talent. You need that people behind you to get there. You know what I mean? Which um, I only got when I got older. Yeah. So I had to pretty much kind of learn as the years go. You know what I mean? As the years go, I started to learn, okay, I like the ball to feet a lot. I started to learn, oh, let me start making runs in behind. I started to learn what it meant to actually win. Uh, um, um, sometimes I don't need to beat you. I could just whip the ball around you. Yeah, you know I mean, or, or like, yeah, I like th- that the goal against the the goal against Crystal Palace. I can do that now with my eyes closed. I couldn't replicate that then. That like, I tried to do that goal how many times? I couldn't do it. Since then, like everyone that I played with, they like especially now they would tell you that yeah, like if I get into an area in the pitch. And I open out, everyone kind of knows, oh yeah, that's that's going there. Do you know what I mean? So it's it kind of took time, but I think when you've got like people around you, you're able to get to that place way quicker and then go there. So I guess as well, fo- football's like uh sometimes it's a who you know, not what you know business, isn't it? Yeah, and also and also I think it's just the the yeah, it is that. And more so just the staff, like if, who knows, like let's say someone like Graham Wesley, if Graham Wesley was, if he, if he, uh, if he stayed at Preston for two years, for instance, nine times out of 10, I would have been in the Premier League. Nine times out of 10. Because under him, I was playing consistently and he was giving me that confidence 
to go and do what I need to do. You know what I mean? So, and with obviously with all everything that was coming that he even knows about, but like I would have been there. Um, after him, I never really got that same level of uh, while I was young anyway, while I was young, I never really got that same level of trust again. You know what I mean? So I had to then after that just learn and okay, okay, I'm not getting that trust. Okay, let me start learning. Let me start learning how to adapt and start learning like what is my actual strengths and because sometimes at Preston, I would play bad and I'd be like, why did I play bad? I didn't even know why. You know what I mean? I didn't know why. And then I'd play good and I'd be like, how did I play good? Like, I, I wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? So Didn't have the people there to tell you you've done this wrong, you've done that right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas now, like, you see, you've got performance and uh, analysts, you've got data analysts, you've got this, you've got that, you know what I mean? So this, it's like, you're, this is the reason why a lot of players are able to get to the next level because, like, even training is now recorded. Like, yeah. you can't make a mistake or you can learn from your mistake in a split seconds. So, yeah. I remember, uh, I don't know if it was earlier this season or last season, James Madison did an interview. Uh, after a Leicester game with Sky and he was talking about how he'd been working really closely with one of the analysts at Leicester and mm. this this fellow was saying to him like you need to improve this or you're doing this wrong mm. and then in this particular game he'd done something and he was like I've been working specifically with the analyst on that and he's helped me to realise that I can do this better, I can do this this way mm-hmm. so I think you are starting to see that's that, way that side of the game improved yeah. now. That's that's the that's how you're able to that's why you see a lot of guys go from one year they're playing, they might be playing championship, the next year they're they're flying in the prem. It's because of that. Like obviously for a lot of players outside of football, you don't see the behind the scenes of what's going on. But those are the behind the scenes that take you from like like from the middle to the top. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Um, last one uh, from players that you played with at North End. What's your five aside team? If you're if you're going down to that place in Preston and you're playing Blackpool in a five aside team, but it's from players that you played with at the club, who's who's in your five aside team? And you can put yourself in if you want, but I think I've only had one guest put themselves in. Hmm. Um, I'd go. Uh, hmm. I'd go. You know what? I played more with Stucky, so I'd go Stucky and go. Even though he's a madman. Um. I'll say Bailey. You know, what? I'd probably go hard defense. So I go. I go Bailey. Books. Wait, so how many is that? Bailey, Stucky, Bailey, Books. Now I'll do Rush Keeper actually, because I go. <laughs> so I'll go. I'll go Bailey. Bailey and Books. Welshy. Brownie. I don't know how I'm doing this. I don't know how what formation this is. <laughs> And 
It's got to be Garns, hasn't it? Yeah, and Garns. I was just, I was, I'm in an R and because Rowie was a Rowie that season was real good. But okay, I'll go that Garns. So David Buchanan, Bailey Wright, John Welsh, Alan Brown, yeah. Joe Garner. Yeah, that's a weird formation. Very weird. I'll just be like, listen, if if I if I was in there, I'd be like, you look all defend, just get me the wolf. <laughs> you, you just get Brownie running. He can run for days, can't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brownie, so you're, you're rushy. It's so crazy with Brownie because he was so quiet. I, I would have never imagined how, what he's done now and like, even like his persona and that, I could have never imagined that. Like he was so quiet when he first came, like shy, didn't say a word, like nothing. Like, it was it's crazy to see like he's skipper now. Um Ireland, like I'm so happy for the guy because he's a real nice guy. Like, like, re- like I, one thing I could say, like he was running and training, like they, they weren't playing like Grayson wasn't playing him at all, but he literally bided his time and like he's like he's done very, very well. So credit to him. Yeah. Um Jeff, thank you very much for your time, mate. I'll I'll give you I'll give you the final word. No, um, thanks for that. It's been we've been trying to get this on for a few years now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's finally good to. I said, you know what? It's, it's definitely the best time to do it. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to um, all the managers at Preston that I had that gave me an opportunity to even brace the pitch because I know there's so many boys, especially from Preston, that dream to play at Deep though and have like even 10 games in a row. So for me to get what I got there and um, the love that I got up there, I'm always grateful. I'll always say thank you to them. Definitely special thank you to Amar Batten. He helped me a lot. Um, um, And always, even though, yeah, he was a fan of Preston, whenever we spoke and I vented to him and I definitely said some things, it always stayed there. Um, That's why I was always grateful for you his friendship i still sometimes speak to him now so that's definitely a special uh shout out to him for making my time there easier real um yeah i've loved it thank you very much mate right, much appreciated yeah no worries hi i'm Reese, and this is our song wise man